The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Back with you, Tower 2. It's Hale Varsity. We're presented by Currency for all your equipment financing needs go currency big thanks to jacob padilla in our one jeremiah searles in 20 minutes we welcome in the pride of fairberry nbc sports the professor bill dolman dole what's what's behind you what office building and again you can stream the show hail varsity youtube and then the hail varsity radio twitter handle at h varsity radio where you catch us and then of course coffee and cream damon and andrew in the mornings where what's behind you that's a good backdrop like i can tell you there's the parking garage of the apartments on top it's a parking Actually, garage? i think it's a, i think that's the children's museum Okay. Uh, well, right, right across the way here, which is where the College of Journalism and Mass Communications has its experience labs where, uh, you know, people like, um, oh, I don't know, double underscore probably gets a little more experience <laughs> so that when he comes on the air with you, he's a polished professional. Well, I remember taking Junior through the uh, the TV lab <laughs> of the Children's Museum. Now, I tried to leave him at the Children's Museum and run to O Street and... Uh, <laughs> I was I was tased by my wife, and, and I had to come back and do family time versus a happy hour. But they gave Dolman a good office up there. See, that's I know that's the parking garage of the apartments on top. That's across from the lead center over the left shoulder. And you, Ooh, it, so you're right by. Okay, so it, it looks like you're up on the the third floor of the of the College of Journalism. No, Set so you're on second floor. Second so you're right next to the uh, right next to the radio station mm-hmm. and whatnot. Yeah. Basically, I'm right where all the action is, mm-hmm. as well as uh, many of the nice downtown locations uh, that I recall uh, stumbling to and stumbling out of, you know, just a couple of short decades ago. Well, uh, you're going to need some, uh, some. I know the neighborhood well, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and it hasn't changed very much since then. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. We were talking about Michigan State uh, a little bit ago as they're trying to make their presence felt uh, in, in Nebraska with some of the West Side prospects. Um, and uh, Matt chimes in Is Junior going to go up to Michigan State? because uh, of Carson's obsession with Michigan State. Dear friend Jack Ebling, uh, radio and print uh, Hall of Famer uh, that we've been able to connect with, has covered uh, Michigan State for years. He has thrown out the offer of getting Junior a spot as a team manager with Sparty Basketball, as long as Izzo's still there, and then also an internship with, uh, with Jack on his radio show. And uh, we're right now. That's we're work- a pretty good offer. Yeah, we're working on pitching lessons for junior right so, now. So Michigan State just doesn't stop coming plucking talent out of Nebraska. <laughs> Look at that. That's incredible. Hey, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I, I I I thought I've heard on on most television networks, one with four letters, that 
that there's nothing in Nebraska. I don't. Nobody knows how Nebraska can turn it around, and there's no talent here, and there's nothing here. It sure does seem like a lot of schools have discovered that uh, you know some of the best talent, best hardworking talent in the country, can be found right here in the Midwest in Nebraska. You know, a hundred years ago, I've said this before. Sean Ridley and Larry Station went to Iowa. Danny Goodwin went to Iowa State, and that was basically it. But it sure is interesting that if there's no talent and there's nothing to do in Nebraska, how a whole lot of the major schools around the country have been finding themselves into Nebraska to pluck away good talent when, let's face it, uh, that talent may have been ignored by the powers that be down the block or across campus who are no longer here. Does your door lock? Firm impression that the current (laughs) staff sure doesn't want to see those those, those players leave because they're very talented. No, and I thought it was a, it was a, a good moment on social media with uh, Coach Rule and and T.O. at the dinner table together. Uh, Nebraska fans loved that. Uh, Coach Foley with uh, Mr. Foltz, that was heartwarming last night as well. But th- their action is is not just for show. I mean, they're they're scouting, and uh, time will tell when it comes to development and wins on the field. But man, they're hitting the right notes thus far. And, and every time a, a, an assistant coach steps forward, uh, two per week, it feels like. That's what it's been. They know what they're saying. Uh, and it looks like they know what they're doing based on their, their track record. So I think the Husker fans, Bill, are, are, are afraid to get hurt again. You know what I mean? But, man, they, they, they really like what they're seeing right now. I, you know, I can't think of a – I'm big on perception and reading between the lines, and I, I cannot think of a of a misstep so far. Maybe there's one or two, but nothing major that Matt Rule and his staff collectively – I don't see a bad step to this point. I think that they have said all the right things, and I think they believe all the right things about the state of Nebraska in terms of where they've gone – uh, the talent that they visited, yeah, a couple of guys said, you know, I like what you're, what you're saying, but I'm going to go to Iowa State. Okay, that past relationships, um, you know, you know, burned some bridges. They, they tried to rebuild but couldn't. You know, Zach uh, Flores has gone to Oklahoma State, couldn't repair that. We get that. But for what they've had to do and work with in the last, what, uh, not even two full months yet, um, I think that I think that they've hit all the right notes, and the, you know the thing is that's a cliche. It, so much so that I think as people have seen the names come in in terms of who he's bringing in on his staff, that people are are willing to give every single one of those coaches the benefit of the doubt, and when they've come to the microphone. They've said all the right things. I mean, RBU, uh, that was great. Uh, you know, Ed Foley, uh, Matt's dad seems to, you know, really enjoy uh, being in Nebraska and seems to be cut from that Milt Tenniper, Dan Young cloth. I mean, I, everything has been great. And I think we're all like, anxious to, you know, to hear from Jared McGuire as to what uh, part-time job he'll have in addition to coaching Nebraska so he can make enough money in addition to minimum wage. It'll be a you know decent salary. Hey, the minimum wage just went up in the state. It did. What, what? Well, I know. I mean, is he going to work at Valentino's on Friday night and then coach on Saturday? He'll, he'll be at Lazari's. Uh, he'll be at Lazari's. Uh, bartender <laughs> at the Brass Rail. <laughs> he'll, he'll be. Oh, is he old enough? 
Yeah, he's 24. He'll be pouring. Oh, okay. He'll okay. be pouring, pouring Look, one I, of these I, three guys of vodka tonic in the bar. People trust Matt Rule right now on every move that he's made that, you know what, if he's bringing these guys in and everybody keeps saying the right thing, Bring them on. We welcome them with open arms. Bill, what would you have splurged at age 24 if you're going to get six-figure money like 24-year-old McGuire is? And he's clearly mature, more mature than most 24-year-olds. Not all 24-year-olds, but a lot of us. Way the hell more than mature than I was. Well, I mean, I was calling you once a week when I was in South Dakota when I was 24. I was like uh, <laughs> making 17.5, and that buys a whole hell of a lot of chew. <laughs> Uh, you know, I don't know. At the age of 24, uh, I, I probably would have found myself uh, in, in some type of condo situation in Vegas or Hawaii. But you know, <laughs> that was back in the day and a whole lifetime ago. Uh-huh. So you would have, you would have said, "I'm going to a place that's warm." Uh, Elijah's thinking video games or some sort of tech. Yeah, 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 for the most part. Get by myself the I PS5. I would have invested in real estate. Yeah, that would have been my thing. <laughs> or or I would throw a little to Danny Burke at the inside knowledge and reinvest that <laughs> no, a money. a guy in the desert. <laughs> reinvest it at the sports book. <laughs> Bill, uh, 94-95, Nebraska finished second. Bill Conley is uh, pretty well respected with ESPN. It's uh, neck and neck between Georgia and Nebraska, the greatest two-year stretch ever. We beat this up earlier in the week. I'm sure you have a take living that era. Well, Nebraska fans need to uh, stop paying attention to what Matt Rule is doing and start getting on the clicks so they can uh, win and get another ESPN poll. now, as I recall, the four teams that were uh, involved other than Nebraska in that little discussion, the other ones all had a loss of some sort, correct? Or two. Um, ne- Nebraska was unbeaten for two solid years. That's one thing. Uh, but the other thing about it is, and, and you know, I hate it when I hear coaches and players say after a championship season, we overcame so much. You know, the, the, all this this team had to overcome to be. Kirby Smart said it the other day. Uh, I wrote it down. We, we didn't w- worry what everybody was saying about us. Everybody, but everybody doubted us at the beginning of the year. We had a chip on our shoulder. Are you kidding me? You were preseason number one. You were number one all year. You had a returning starter at a quarterback and a bunch of five stars all over the field. Nobody doubted Georgia this year, right? But well, if you well, go well, back well, well, well. Think- can I make a quick point? I did pick Oregon to cover against Georgia in week one in our first Friday forecast of the year. So he, he could be well, talking okay, to me. You were, the one, you were the guy. You put the chip on Georgia's shoulder, right? Nobody doubted Georgia at all at the beginning of the season. But if you go back to 94 and Nebraska, you had Tommy Frazier with his situation. That was not just an injury. It was somewhat life-threatening. You had Brooke Barringer. You had two of the top quarterbacks at Nebraska, certainly in the country, that were hurt. You had Lawrence Phillips with a broken hand. That was, you know, some things that happened in 94. And you had to win a game against an opponent on its home field in the bowl game to win the national title. All right. That was 94. The thing about 95, you talk about a team that had a lot to overcome to win with the whole Lawrence Phillips situation, the controversy that lasted for weeks, right? All the way through the final whistle of the Florida game. Okay, that team overcame a lot. So to think about what it would have been if it had had a kind of the season that Georgia did where you really didn't have any controversy, any doubts, nothing went wrong, you just kind of cruised through the season. How dominant would that 95 Nebraska team have been had it not had 
the distractions and the difficulties that it had to overcome. Second, third, fourth, or fifth point on this, the option is an equalizer, right? That's why Air Force, Navy, uh, all those teams run it because they kind of have to. Nebraska ran it because it liked to punish. So it wasn't just running the option. It was punishing with the option. It was the guys who ran the option. Some of the greatest offensive lines in the history of college football ran that option. Some of the great players. So it wasn't just that it was an equalizing offense. It was the people who ran it. That's what made 95 especially dominant. The people who ran it and overcame all that it had overcome. People forget about that. They just think, well, Nebraska was pretty good in 95. Everything that it had to overcome for so many weeks, that was amazing. And the people that ran what they did offensively and defensively in punishing, also amazing. Look, Georgia's great. Alabama was great. USC teams were great. My, nobody would have beaten 94-95 Nebraska. And that's the final opinion on it. Bill Dolman with us, Hale Varsity Radio, at Bill Dolman on, on Twitter. <laughs> Fight him. Do it now. Bill, a, a take here on Commissioner Warren as we wind down. Oh, be he's, he's off to the NFL. Uh, it's going from a Power 5 commissioner's gig to, hey, uh, yeah, I'm in, I'm in the Windy City. Now I'm in the, uh, the NFL again. It goes from 14 teams to worry about to one. Uh, you're right. Yeah, you know, but I, I, doesn't, I doesn't sound like it. there's a lot of love by the jocks or the the smart kids around the Big Ten or even the TV people. It's like, dude, get get gone. I, I think I, I think maybe maybe the you know, the time was to go for him to go do something different. He didn't get off to a great start. Um, the COVID thing was kind of a disaster. Nebraska forced his hand, right? Um, but I, I think that this is just, and I think it's been talked about this week, this is a stepping stone for him. He is off to the NFL for now, and he will be off to the NFL headquarters in New York. I think that's what he has his sights set on. I think he has been advised that what he has done with television or helped to do with in television and the Big Ten, that's a critical thing to the NFL going forward. I think that his sights are set on uh, replacing Roger Goodell one day as the commissioner of the NFL. I think that's the way I think he's been advised that you have that opportunity, but you're going to have to be in the NFL in some way, shape or form to get that done. So he had he had an interesting tenure with the Big Ten, that, but he's leaving on a high note, I think. Um, and who replaces him with the Big Ten will be a critical decision uh, for the conference uh, going forward. But he's he's left him in pretty good in a pretty good situation, TV wise and monetarily. Bill Dolman's pitch to become the next Big Ten commissioner is what? Well, uh, call me. Yeah, I'm right. You know I'm right. Just pick up the phone. <laughs> but, yeah, just give me a buzz. We can talk. You know. I got a pretty good situation right now, and I got a good, you know, great view. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, but, Rose, is it Rosemont? Yeah, Rosemont, Illinois, is uh, also very appealing. I, I think it's less about the the locale and more about the zeros on the paycheck. Speaking of Dole, you think the uh, what do you think of the, the the salaries here? They came out here about thirty minutes ago, forty five minutes ago. With uh, Satterfield making 1.4, uh, you've got Coach Tony White making a mill as coordinator, and 
you've got uh, Foley at five fifty. That'll buy more than just one van down by the river. <laughs> Two eighty five for for Barthel. Coop is at six seventy. Um, you have uh, Campbell, uh, Mister Campbell, four fifty, and then uh, Donnie Raiola at three and a quarter. There's you still know, money I, left I over. Back, you know, 20, 25 years ago, I don't think the staff made uh, more than $1.5 million combined. <laughs> you know? And to, to see these numbers are huge. There's a lot left over in the pool. And, you know, I, I think he's also made some other hires with, uh, um, I, I think, the woman who's in charge of, you know, Texas high school athletics is coming on board. There's a chief staff. Mm-hmm. I think that's her role. There's a general manager. Uh, are we going to have a secretary of education and transportation on this uh, football coaching staff as Only, well? Uh, I mean, how many more people are going to get hired? But. You know, no wonder these guys love the big red because it's go big green, uh, you know, when it comes to uh, the the fifth and the first and the 15th of every month. They're going to they've got a lot on their plate and they've got a lot of money to pay for it. So uh, that's just the way it is. Bill Dolman, Billy D. We'll talk next week. Thanks for the time, bud. Go big red.